want you to find your Bibles. Everybody standing, turn to Genesis 1. Genesis 1, the book of beginnings. Everybody say beginnings. There was a beginning to everything that we know, but not God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good to see you in worship. Hallelujah. Genesis 1. We're looking at the sermon series, Heart and Soul. Verse 1 says, in the beginning, God. Now, I want to ask a question and I want a 100% response. How many believe in God? There's a lot of people in our world that do not believe in God. But if we believe in God, then we've got to believe in what he tells us, what he says to us, that he can, if there is a God, he can communicate to us. He can talk to us. And every day, that's why it's important to be in the Word of God, because this is the primary way that God talks to us, is through this book. That's why the devil, the last thing the devil wants is for you to ever open this book. And yet it ought to be a daily venture. This is God's love letter. You talk about a valentine? When that, this book was given to mankind, that, that is a special thing. It is the word of God and everything God says he honors. Amen? And so it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, so we have already being seen right here, God the Father, God, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You may be seated, everybody. Keep your Bible open. We're going through a number of verses here in chapter 1. In the beginning, God. Before life in existence, all of the planets and everything, as we know it, there was God. In the beginning, everybody say God. And God was, God is, and God will be. God created the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. Amen? I, I want you to look at the vast expanse. When I talk to you about the concept of God, I'm not talking to you about a has-been or a small little God that you can put around a key ring or in a box. I'm talking to you about a God that flung the stars from his fingertips. He spoke and creation happened. I'm talking to you about a God that can speak to your situation that Jesus spoke to storms, Jesus spoke to sick people, Jesus spoke to dead people. Hallelujah. He spoke to, La Jesus spoke to Lazarus when he was in a grave, and if he hadn't called him by name, every dead person would have come forth. That's the power of the God that we're talking about this morning. I want you to look at this little video clip about the expansiveness of the universe that God created. There's Louise. She's in San Francisco at a restaurant. There's Googleplex, Google headquarters. 
There's a mountain view in California around the San Francisco Bay. God created all of this. There's little earth. There's our moon. Asteroids flying around out there. The planets in our solar system. Look how expansive it is just in what we perceive. The sun, look how little that sun is. One light year away. Neighboring stars, the local interstellar cloud. Look, God created every bit of this. The God that you serve, the God that you declare created all things. He created that. I'll show you a verse in chapter 2 that uh, the Holy Spirit showed me this week about the expansiveness. And I'm telling you, God created all of this. How big is God? Hallelujah. I could sing that song, but I won't. Hallelujah. You serve a mighty big God. And our problems sometimes look so mountainous to us. But to God, that's a small little thing. That's an insignificant thing. A doctor looked at me and he said, the miracle going on in your life, that's just, now this is a Christian doctor. I do have one. <laughs> he said, that's an insignificant thing compared to God. That's an insignificant. Have you ever thought about what you're facing? That's an insignificant thing to a God who did all of this. In the beginning, God created. I want you to throw your hands up and just celebrate the concept of God. I believe in God. I'm teaching my family to believe in God. We're followers of God. Hallelujah. I want this world to know my God. Amen. The first thing God says that's recorded of the words of God, he says it here in these verses, these first verses. He says, let there be light. God is always a God of light. Someone sent me a text after the early service and said, I just want to remind you how fast light is. 187,000 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. And God said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. Now, some Hebrew scholars say that it really wasn't a whole sentence, that in the Hebrew it's just light be. What God says happens. What God says happens. That's why he doesn't say a whole lot. We might ought to learn that lesson. Amen. Sometimes our mouth will get us in trouble. Amen. It did the children of Israel in the wilderness wonder. They complained and God sent snakes. They murmured and God sent other plagues upon them. Our mouth can get us in trouble. And so God spoke and light was created. On the third day of creation, now there were six days of creation, the seventh for he rested. 
So it's a total of seven days, but I want you to watch this. On the third day, look down here, verse 11, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. What did God do on the third day? He produced all of the plants, the fruit trees, the vegetables. Oh, I don't like vegetables. Well, hang on just a minute. I don't like broccoli. Hang on just a minute. The only day out of seven where God said good two times is when he created the third day. That's the only day of all seven days where he said good, and a few moments later, good. There must be something that we need to capture if there is a God, if he does write a Bible and gives that to us, Maybe we ought to capture some things that he says. And he says that day is good. Maybe we need more fruit and vegetables, seeds and nuts in our... Amen. Amen. A lot fewer banana splits. A lot fewer things that we enjoy that tickle the taste buds. But I'm telling you, maybe God was saying something, that man needs a certain amount of these good things in his, his system. I've always heard what we need to eat is on the perimeters of the grocery store. You stay on the perimeters. Stay in the fresh produces and, and the fruits and things like that. A lot more of that. Oh, I'm, I'm not getting any amen, so I'm going to move on. I'm just trying to help you. I just want to remind you that your body is the temple. If there is a God, your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we want the Holy Spirit to have a good body, a good temple to operate from. I'll say amen to myself. Amen, Pastor Gary. Hallelujah. But look at verse 22. And God created the animals, the fish, and he says to them, be fruitful and multiply. Everybody say multiply. 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 That's why there's the teeming fish in the ocean and in ponds and, and rivers and the animals. Because God, they're under order by God to multiply. Look at verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. Say in God's image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea right there's my verse when I go fishing all right fish bite <laughs> amen I do I say that fish bite I have dominance over you amen <laughs> and uh, I went the last time I went fishing and uh, I don't know about two months ago and one of the men took me out on his boat in intercoastal waterway. And I said, Lord, I'm going to give you first fruits of what I catch. And uh, so right off the bat, I caught a nice fish. But uh, it actually wasn't one that the guys like to eat. So, but I said, well, this belongs to God. I cut the line and threw him back over. And uh, it was first fruits. That belonged to God. But listen. You have dominance. God put you here to have dominance in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We need to start speaking over some things. Let us make man in our image. Who are we made in the image of? God. Over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, I want everybody to look in your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, you open your, I know everybody's got a Bible app on your phone. So God created man in his image, in the image of God, I and you were created. And then what's it say? Male and female. God created male and female. If we start with God, and God is creator, and God reveals himself to his Bible, he says male and female. Someone showed to me this week a health thing they had to fill out. And they had to check which one of nine genders they were. I said, that's not what my Bible says. I'm trying to figure out which one. Bible says male and female. That shouldn't be hard. Amen. Psychologists will tell you People not knowing and understanding who they are, they're living mixed up lives and it's, it's affecting them emotionally. And we're dealing with a lot of things today with people because of their belief system. That's why you need to get your belief system from the Word of God. I'm going to preach. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11 says that the same Holy Spirit that dwelt in Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus out of the grave when he had been tortured, when he had been beaten, and when he died, it says the same Holy Spirit that did that miracle lives inside of you and me. That's Romans 8, 11. If I've got the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus up, Friends, there ought to be some things happening. Hallelujah. That, that, listen, you may not get excited over that, but I get excited over that scripture that I have the same Holy Spirit. There ought to be some special anointings in this hour on some people. There ought to be some special things happening among people that have the Spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Dwells in them. Now look at verse 28. And God blessed them, male and female, and he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, replenish the earth. You can't do that with a lot of different concepts about who you are. God said, male and female, be fruitful and multiply. But you know what? I believe the church has got to multiply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to throw your hands up and I want you to say, Evangel, multiply. Hallelujah. Listen, what God spoke came to pass. Who were you made in the image of? God. We need to start learning. We need to speak some things by faith. Paul in the New Testament said, 
calling those things which be not. If you're a creation of God and he gave you speaking ability, you need to monitor what you say. You need to be a whole lot careful. I, I was reading a doctor's report in a book I'm reading, and it said that this lady kept running temperatures and they could find no, no reason why this woman should have a temperature. They've checked her, everything out. And she made a statement in front of a doctor. She said, that just burns me up. And the doctor challenged her. You need to stop saying that. Now, he must have been, you know, had some faith in things that we say because you can call some things on yourself. Remember Job? The thing that I feared has come upon me. And they got that woman to stop saying, this burns me up. And do you know in a couple of weeks her temperature normalized and she hadn't had any more problems? And that was written up in a, in a, a journal of medicine? Hallelujah. Watch what you say. God created you in his image. And he spoke things and they happened. Why don't we start saying, my family's going to serve God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my nation, we're calling in revival. We're calling in a move of God in this hour. We're calling in God to do something exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Amen. Monitor your mouth. That wasn't even in my notes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I needed it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what to say. By his stripes, I am healed. I'll tell you what to say. I am more than an overcomer through Christ. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what to say. That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'll tell you what to say. That God is a good, good God. Hallelujah. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at God. Look at God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what to say. Jesus said it. Greater things than these shall you do. You do. Because I go to my Father. Evangel, multiply. Evangel, multiply. There's a lot of souls that need to be saved. There's a lot of eternities that need to be changed. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I had a gun, I'd shoot that clock up there. <laughs> no, I don't anybody bring me a gun. Hallelujah. Here it is, verse 2, chapter 2. Everybody look at it. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested. On the seventh day. So six days he works. Now, did God get tired so that he needed to rest? He's just speaking and things are happening. He's just speaking and things are happening. Marriage be strengthened. Marriage be made whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he rested on the seventh day. 
at the outset of creation, I want everybody to hear me, everybody online, listen closely. At the outset of creation, God shows us a pattern that this needs to get in your spirit. I try to teach this, but some things are better caught, if you know what I mean. Because sometimes teaching just goes over our head. But you were created to have one day out of seven to rest spiritually. You were created for that. God showed that pattern. In fact, God says that day of the week, I will sanctify, if you have a seventh day, everybody needs a seventh day, I will sanctify it, I will bless it. There's one day that's good, good, and there's another day that God says, I'll bless that day. Listen, now you know I, from an Orthodox Jewish background, you know I understand that they teach the Sabbath, and this was about the Sabbath, but in New Testament Christianity, we're Gentiles, and in the New Testament, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, they worshiped on Sunday. And that's why John, in the book of Revelation, says, on the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit. That was on Sunday. And he's showing very clearly, and you can go back and study the annals of of church history and you see that the church worshiped on Sunday honoring the resurrection of Christ but it's a day of rest and God says if you'll have that day say pastor I have to work I have to do something you still better have one out of seven that better be a core belief that I got to have one out of seven it belongs between me and God I'm gonna connect with God I'm gonna leave my family to connect with God and so he rested. But do you know that he even put it in the Ten Commandments later? I mean, 1,500 years later, he put it in the Ten Commandments that the Sabbath would be an honored day. Don't put anything else before the worship of God. I'm trying to help everybody. Your worship of God is important. Your worship of God, and I want to put this in there, is a commandment of God. But it's a commandment to be blessed. It's a commandment to have the hand of God on your life. He said, I'll bless it. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. The seventh day, God created and commanded worship. Point number one. Now, I just got to my introduction. I actually got a little further in the early service, but I want the worship team to come back, and I want to talk to you about when God created man, he created man body, soul, and spirit. Pinch yourself. I have a body. I have a soul. The soul is the seat of emotions, your will. There are so many scriptures about the soul. And people's souls get conflicted. And people's souls get under attack. And uh, the, the psalmist said, he restoreth my soul. He restored. Maybe you've come up in here this morning and your soul has had no nourishment. There's a deficiency of soul. 
I want you to know you're in the right place to get your soul nourished, to get your soul refreshed. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Maybe you come in here and there's, there's just things going on in your soul. I want you to know there's healing for that. Hallelujah. There's freedom from uh, the things that have perplexed you. Listen, Christians ought to know what they can do and how they can get victory. We run to Jesus. We run to his word. We run to the things of God. And, and, and we allow God to strengthen our souls, build our souls, encourage our souls. That's why, that's why you need that connect one out of seven days. Is because when you come here, you're going to feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. Listen, a person that couldn't feel the presence of God last Sunday night, I'm telling you the glory of God filled the house. Last Sunday night, it was amazing. It, it, was, it was just, it was at a whole nother level. What happened last Sunday night? And people all week long have commented the tangible presence of God. I want you to just throw your hands up right now and welcome God to touch your soul. Touch your soul. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. He restoreth my soul. Everyone say, I can have my soul restored. I can have my soul restored. Take control of your emotions. Philippians, here's what you got to begin to do. I'm going to try to get over here. I'm running out of time quick. Philippians 4a. Everyone that needs. You just ought to write this down and look this up. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, now he's going to end this, think on these things. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, hallelujah. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I want you to stand, because I'm about to run around this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. Friday night, I think we had, I don't know, seven grandchildren spend the night with us. Last night, it was ended up, when I went to bed, there was four, and when I woke up this morning, there was two. <laughs> two of them had called the parents. But we always take their devices from them. They don't need their devices after everybody goes to bed. What our kids are watching, what our kids are ingesting, parents, listen, Listen to a pastor that counts a lot of people over the years. You need to monitor what's on the television, what's on the computer, what's on their devices. Some of these games, 
are out of the pit of hell. And we're dealing with children that are, have phobias and fears because they don't have parents that understand. I, I mean, I could give you a list of testimonies of how people have been delivered. Just getting out of what they're thinking on. Think on these things. Amen. Think on some things that are going to build you up, encourage you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just things, right things, holy things. There is so much good that you can input into your family and not let the junk come in. We live in a, we live in a time and a world where there's a lot of stuff out there. And you don't want that filtering in your home, in your life. A lot of people come and say, Pastor, pray. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I'm just, I'm having some emotional upheavals in my life. I want to tell you, there's an answer for every bit of that. And it's right here in this book. I believe that with all of my heart. There are so many people across this room and online that have found freedom in Christ. I want you to know there's freedom in Christ. I want you to know there's freedom in Christ. I want you to know, Ricardo, there's a freedom in Christ. I want you to know, Christy, there's freedom in Christ. Mike, there's freedom in Christ. I've seen it. Hallelujah. 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 There's an answer. But what's happening is a lot of people in the world don't know to turn, where to turn, how to look for that answer. But I'm telling you, we've got the answer. His name is Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I want you to lift up a praise right now that is worthy of his name, worthy of his glory, worthy of his honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at God, look at God, look at God, look at God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mike, can you bring up that song, He Touched Me? That's an old, old song for an old, old pastor. He touched me. my soul something happened and now he touched me and made I'm going to try to sing the verse and if you need Jesus touch afresh in your life I want you to come to these altars and just stand down here Shackled by a heavy burden Neath the load of guilt and shame Neath the load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me Then 
the hand of Jesus. And now, and now, I am no longer. You just need the touch of Jesus. <laughs> Come on, everybody sing it. He touched me. He touched me. He touched me. Listen, if you're not where you ought to be spiritually, if Jesus were to come today and you were to go into eternity without Christ, and you know that, you need to make peace with God. The best gift you can give to your family and friends around you is for you to be right with God. Be right with God. I'm going to give you just a moment for every person that has a spiritual need. I want you to come. Come on, right now. Come on. You have a spiritual need. I want you to make your way. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Everybody that's dealing with anything emotionally, I want you to come right now because I believe there's freedom. I prayed over this service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the joy that floods my soul. There's freedom in these altars. There's freedom in these altars. And now I know everyone that needs healing in your body, I want you to come. You need healing. Stand down here. Behold. I'm going to lead us in prayer and I want everyone to bow your heads. Dear Jesus, come on, pray this after me. Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I ask you to come into my heart and life. Forgive me of all my sins. Remove my sins. Thank you that I can call on your name and know that my sins are forgiven and that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away and behold, all has become new. Thank you for the plan of salvation. And with your help, I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to read the uh, ironic blessing over the congregation. We always end our services on Sunday mornings reading this blessing because I believe in this blessing. I believe God honors this. And I'm putting a bless His blessing. Not over you, his blessing over you. And uh, so I'm going to read that. Don't forget the service tonight at 6 o'clock, prayer at 5. And Pastor John Harwell is going to be preaching tonight. It's going to be a powerful service. And then, Pastor Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm calling an audible right here. And uh, I'm going to preach. I didn't even get through point one. I'm going to preach this 
second part of this next Sunday morning, and he'll preach the next two Sundays to make up for it. But I'm going to preach part two of this, and you don't want to miss it next Sunday. Amen. 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 Won't you lift your hands? And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, unto his son, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, and the Lord be gracious, show a lot of grace over you. Hallelujah. That's a powerful word right there. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And they shall put my name, God's name, over your families, your business, things that concern you. Tie God to it. Tie God to it. Tie God to it. And God says, I will bless those things and those people. Come on, let's give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah.